Wesley can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Let's go, host. Lead us off. Oh, I'm the host? <laughs> Wes is just chuckling in the background. I can just hear him laughing, waiting for Army to start. <laughs> All right. He's been the host for 20 episodes. He forgot. <laughs> I'm not the host. This is a rotating show. This is, uh... All right. Ha ha ha. This is episode 75 of the Up Podcast. Uh, this is Matt Armstrong alongside Tim Rodriguez, Wes Yee, and Mike Roy, our Atlanta Falcons uh, Oh, fans. God. <laughs> we'll be going over uh, the, the week's big games and our best bets, but let's uh, open it up for Tim's tantrums of the week. Oh. Yeah, let's start off with the bloodbath in New York, uh, or technically New Jersey, but my goodness, that was that was one of the roughest games I've ever seen. Uh, there was very significant injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, both teams also had very significant injuries. Uh, I think by the end of the game, the Jets only had two receivers on the roster still healthy. Uh, the, the Niners lost Bosa for the year, which is a huge blow to the roster. I, I don't know how they're going to survive that. Especially with D Ford, he is—he's just a non-entity right now. He's always hurt. So, I mean, now we're we're digging to the bottom of the barrel. We're picking up guys off the street. We just signed Ziggy Ansa. Guy hasn't been relevant in years now. Uh, I, I just don't see this team being relevant this year due to all the injuries. When you have literally half your starting roster injured how can you be successful? It's literally impossible. At this point, there's 10 significant injuries to starters. Like, how, there's zero chance of a, of a team succeeding when half of your starters are injured. Uh, I don't know. I, I just do not see the Niners going anywhere uh, at this point. They're the, four, they're the fourth best team in their, in their division. Uh, you see the Rams. The Rams uh, are better than they were last year. You see the Seahawks. The Seahawks are dominant right now. They played a really tough game with the Pats. It was a great game, but they ended up on top. And then you had the Cardinals, who were came out the. Um, I, and you can't you can't take them lightly. I mean, that's going to be a nine and seven, ten and sixteen. I think the Niners are going to be lucky to get eight and eight this year at this point with all these injuries. I would agree. Just uh, trying to find personnel in uh, kind of this bubble territory is going to be hard to fill roster slots at this point. Um, I think they're still well coached, but the division is fairly difficult. Uh, just yeah, it's a very first, strong first, division. Yeah, the first two weeks of observing the, the three other teams seems, seems difficult. I think um, another weekly section that we'll save for the end is uh, Mike Roy's defending the Falcons. But, uh, <laughs> but we, we, we will save that. Well, we, save we, that. Did, we did mention the one – we might as well cover now the, the factoid where a team that scored 39 points and didn't turn the ball over once in the NFL had a 440-0 and record until the Falcons. Yep. Yeah, this was a historic game for my Falcons. They made history. What a historic <laughs> team that this is. <sighs> the wrong well. side of history. That that last onside kick was just unreal. 
it's clear that the four people on the four people on the Falcon side on that side had no clue what the rules are because they're just watching the football roll yeah. to them and just like standing there waiting for the ball to hit ten yards. Just go kick and it for the Cowboys to try for it. Just go it's kick it. Yeah, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. All they have to do is touch it, and it's dead. And instead, they just wait for it to go ten yards. Then they scramble for it, and they don't get it. When I, yeah, when I've I saw the replay of it, it looked like it was in slow motion, and it was in real yeah. time, and it was just unbelievable. It yeah, like pretty, it's a chance of making it ten yards. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. That, there that was kick four was, guys around the that ball. That kick was really impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, kickers like you know generally have nothing to do because they're not real football players. So like, imagine how much time you have to put in in work to like. I don't need a tee. I'm gonna put it on the side, and I'm just gonna like. <laughs> Uh, corkscrew the ball 10 yards and ended up doing it. That that was pretty impressive. It's, you know, like Zerline got uh, good enough credit for that, but that was pretty impressive. Obviously, there's major failings by the Falcons uh, special teams players knowing the rules and what they could have done to easily recover that ball. Um, so, I, I think we can move along. Moving, wait, wait. So, d- so do, are you off the Falcons? Oh, I am. I am locked and loaded on them going forward. Yeah, yeah. that's why. That's why I, I think. Them. I think that's why I think we should have waited for late because I think there could have been some Roy anti bear statement. Oh, that's coming. That's coming the at the game. end. <laughs> <laughs> that's I. Yes. I saw this one. I knew. I knew there were going to be some some commentary. <laughs> About this. So, fireworks, I you can it. say. Fireworks. I absolutely love it. I can't so, wait. It, I, I am wait. unloading my bank account in this game. <laughs> oh, let's go. All right. Oh, the Tesla right. money. So, oh, the Tesla money. We, we have teased uh, later in the show. Uh, we will stick with the <laughs> premier late late games, uh, early games. We've got the Thursday night. Wait, 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 uh, you got to do the recap of last week. Oh, last week? What? Why? It's right in front of you. The picks. Are we yeah. we're too we're too good, except for Roy. The people have to know. <laughs> too good, except the people for Roy. have to know. Literally, I won all of my bets. So. Well, hey Tim, you and I were on the same boat. We're on the same train over here, man. Yeah, I know. I won all my bets last week. So. Oh, no. Hop on my back, boys. Just hop on my back. Yeah, these are looking good. We're offering the winners. It's up to you to take advantage, listener. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Roy was giving me all kind of crap last week. So. Hey, Roy. Was I? Uh-oh. I like Roy, Roy, is Roy, Roy, Roy is the reigning champ of our best. That's tip, right. So. Yeah, he is. So, uh, yeah, yeah he definitely let, had a right. This, this I think is the, I came in last, week. last year. It's week. We have to give uh, week one and two a, a, you know, a pass. We're, we're going to wait for uh, you know, 2019 Roy to come back and uh, reclaim <laughs> his, his trophy. So That's right. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I think uh, so – We'll be waiting. I'll, qu- I'll, I'll quickly <laughs> recap. I had the Niners a touchdown. That game was ugly, but they covered nicely. Um, Roy had the Eagles. Oof. Um, yeah. Tim had the Jaguars. That was pretty a pretty easy bet. And uh, West had the Ravens in a blowout. So, yeah, we're we're uh, yeah we're in we're in the 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 money. 
for the most part for most of our guys. Um, but uh, you guys uh, have the Jags almost won. The Jags almost won that game. I was like, yeah, the 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 Jags getting nine points was positively absurd considering how the Titans played the previous week. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a similar line this week. Um, so yeah, Minshew had week. a crazy line. Like, after last week when he went, like, 19 mm-hmm. for 20, almost didn't miss a pass. And this week, again, crazy stats. Jags have fight, and they're not quitting. This seems yeah. real. Yeah. Probably when their right. owner, each time they come close to winning the game, the owner is, like, squirming in his seat, you know, as they're trying to <laughs> yeah, tank for Trevor. And he's like, yeah. oh, no, what are we doing in this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Con is he, like, no. Uh, First coach to get right, fired for right. winning too many games. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you have a defense for your Eagles call? Oh, yikes. Uh, I, I thought this was a good spot for them. You know, they come back home. They got some pieces back. I heard an interesting line was that Miles Sanders, their, their running back, they didn't even use him week one because they thought they wouldn't need him. They're facing, you know, a non-football team, and they could actually keep them fresh. Obviously, they lose that game, and they look like idiots. So he comes back. They get a couple offensive line pieces. So on paper, it seems like a pretty even matchup uh, with the respect going for the Rams because they feel like they've earned it week one, and the public was against Philly. So that felt like a good spot. You know, the line was, I think, a few points of value in, in the wrong direction. Um, but, yeah, Wentz just looked – I mean, like, he's getting hit left and right. That offensive line is not protecting him. He could care less. And I think what was interesting was someone was saying, you watch the reaction of the teammates when Wentz comes off the field or when any quarterback walks off the field, you look at the reaction of the of the teammates that are, like, talking to him, and they're like, ooh, like, I'm going to avoid this guy at the plague. Like, he's, he's radioactive. I don't want to touch Wentz. And that just looks bad, that when this team doesn't have his back and, you know, there's questions about – the offense and running it and his ability to scramble and see plays. And he was staring down receivers. It it didn't look good. So it's, it's a sharp fall from grace for me with this team. And um, it's, it's tough that now, you know, they're laying six points to anyone this week is, is a shock. Um, But yeah, I thought it was a great spot. And I think going forward, those type of teams and those type of spots are a good bet. But your quarterback has to you know, stay on the field and like stay upright. And if you can't protect him, you can't score points. All right. I think uh, – uh, yeah, I, I think it's similar. I mean, I think that game was actually closer than the final line. It was semi a close game. But I have the, – the two games I've seen of Wentz, and especially their offensive line, that is not something that's sustainable. Um, even if they can recover uh, a couple wins, he's getting pummeled. Yeah. It's not something you can trust. Rams are marching the ball up and down the field on them too. I, I was watching yeah. the game drive since I, I, you know, obviously can't go to any bars to watch football. So I have like all the game, game drives loaded up and I'm just watching, you know, the Rams uh, possessions and it's marched down the field, eight play drive, nine play drive. It's like, Oh, come on, get off the field. Can't make golf look bad, which is a bad statement too. But uh, okay, so let's let's move into week three. We've uh, settled our uh, our ideas about week two. Um, the Thursday night game is the Dolphins traveling to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Um, the Jaguars are giving three points 
it seems like an even line. Um, I don't really have any opinions other than it's a Thursday night game, but both teams live in the same state. So it's not really like a traveling thing. Battle of yeah, Florida. So it's strictly like which team do you think is better than better? And uh, I don't know. <laughs> These teams both suck, so it's hard hard to say. I'm just going to give uh, – Minshew looked fine against the Titans, so send, send, me, send me that money. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, I'm going to take Jacksonville all day here. Right. The Dolphins look like a mediocre team where the Jaguars look like they can at least score points. The Dolphins don't look like they can score, consistently at least. They, I mean, they can score, but just not consistently. And you don't know what you're going to have Fitzpatrick every week. So, and I know what I'm getting out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ain't great, but they're consistent. So, I, I'd, I'd much rather take the Jaguars in this spot than the Dolphins. Yeah, this line opened Pick'em, which I kind of like better. But then they got bet to uh, Jags minus three. Um, Miami, I mean, they've played tough. You know, they, they go to New England. They always play them kind of close. They didn't do much. They didn't have much offense that game. But then they come back and hang with the Bills, play for play. And they were leaving that game too. So, I mean, Miami's no joke. And I think they play tough. It's just they're 0-2. And, you know, at some point, you know, they're going to be calling for Tua to take over. And meanwhile, Jacksonville is just kind of – they're doing their thing. I mean, she looks unbelievable. Um I just, I, I guess I favor the home team on Thursdays. Um, Minshew looks like the better quarterback right now. But if this line went over three or anything other, I, I'd take Miami just because they look good too. But uh, a field goal or less, yeah, I'll, I'll take the home team, take the Jags. All right. I'll swing the other way, Miami, right here. I think uh, the stock on the Jags has overshot the true value of the team and uh, giving three. In this spot, I think I like the Dolphins. Clearly, the public side will be on Jacksonville, given Minshew mania. Has that come out yet? Is that is that is that fully rolling? <laughs> better boy stash. Sure, they're selling shirts at least. Well, I, I saw there was um, a Kyler Murray MVP campaign that started already after week two. So, anyone yeah. <laughs> easy uh, easy oh, guess. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas shopping. Um, but yeah, so I'll take I'll take Miami here. Yeah, it's really tough. I'm not going to bet this game. I'm always a big fan of Fitzmagic. He's a big fan of uh, backdoor covering and uh, that's true. Not not yeah. actually winning the game and. Saw <laughs> enough, enough of that when he was on the Bills. Saw enough of that when he was on the Bills. And you're, you're, yeah, your uh, Minshew looks unbelievable. I think you're right. He's it's unbelievable. I don't believe in it. I think he comes. No, no, no. Yeah, he's he's not a real player. Um, what do we move to? Do we move to Sunday Night Football? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's go. All right. So we've got the, the Packers traveling to New Orleans. It is also a Saints giving minus three, over under 52. Um, we know Wes thinks the Saints are one of the worst teams in the league. So <laughs> we don't need to hear from him. Um, I don't really have an opinion on this game. This is really tough. The Packers have won their game, but against bad teams, I think. So 
I don't no, the Vikings actually. Are to be bad. bad pass defenses. He's torched. Yep. Yeah. So I don't really have an opinion on the Packers in this early season, and so the in previous years the Saints would get a little bump in their line because they're playing at home and it's loud and the crowd is you know a part of a part of the game but there is no crowd or even if there's 20 percent of the crowd that's not enough to affect Rodgers and you know or any quarterback to make plays at the line so I'm going to take the Packers on this one What about you, Wes? Give me the Saints. Uh-oh. The Saints at home here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is a team that likes to, <laughs> likes to um, play well when they're, when they're in their own stadium. You know, I, don't, I hate them on the road. Went, took, went against them last week. Um, I think losing in Oakland – I mean, Oakland – in Vegas uh, is a – it's a gut check. You, hey, are you – do you want to be a contender this year? You got to answer after a week like that. And at home, you can't be losing games to teams like the Packers. Give me the give me the Saints. And I tend to agree with Wes on this one. I I'm not a big proponent of the Saints on the road, but at home, I'm a huge proponent of the Saints. I, I think that the Saints are a far superior team at home than they are on the road. And I don't know the status on Thomas this week. He might be back. He might not. There's no. There's no real answer, but um, but at this point, knowing that the Saints are playing at home against the Packers, the Packers have played two teams that aren't going to be contenders, it looks like. Everybody thought the Vikings would be, but the Vikings turned out that they're really bad. Uh, Cousins is atrocious. Um, I don't know whether you saw the lines on him last week, but my goodness, like, whoa. The Vikings look like they're going to be struggling to be- – have a chance to make the postseason. So um, after that, and plus the Lions, the Lions are the Lions, let's be honest, guys. And then, so in that case, we'll see what where the Packers really lie on the road, too. So uh, one of the I things the that here. I will say is that for the traditional, like, story around Aaron Rodgers' offense is that he's throwing to – six, seven random guys, and he makes them look good. Whereas uh, Jones, the, the running back, makes makes that team actually rounded. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he played two bad teams that play bad off, uh, play uh, bad defense. The Saints have a bad defense. They do not play defense very well. And so they, this could just continue. And the Packers uh, I... continue to score. I would agree with you if Devontae uh, – if if, uh, if their wide receiver was going to be healthy. It looks like – it looks like the top wideout for the Packers is going to be unhealthy for this week. He's been battling hamstring for the last couple of weeks. And he, he came out the field multiple times last week. And it looks like it's getting worse. So, if he's not – if, Devontae, the, if the, Devontae Adams is not is not healthy – then the Packers are going to look a lot different this week than they did last week. Okay. That's a good counterpoint. I think the line is at where it should be historically and probably at this point. I am low on the Saints, and 
suspect on where the Packers really are. It's not really a game that I'm interested in betting on. Uh, Roy, do you have any opinions? Yeah, so Devontae Adams only caught three passes last week, and then he was injured, didn't play. And the Packers still put up 41 points or 42 points. Um, that is a fair concern, and he looks like he's uncertain, questionable for the game. This is a tough line. I mean, I, I think – so this line opened six, I think it was. Um, six and a half it opened, and now it's down to three, three and a half out there. I mean, the Saints just got gashed, absolutely horrendously gashed by Josh Jacobs and the Oakland run, and like they had no answer. And then the penalties, like they're – I mean, the penalties were just terrible. Yeah. So if they clean that up, it's a much different team. And so many of those drives and terrible plays don't get made, and the Saints actually get the ball back. So really it's, it's hard to say how bad the secondary is or you know how poor that game plan was because so many penalties, and they just got destroyed up front. Green Bay is not like a running team, even though they have Aaron yeah. Jones, the truth – it's a it's an airborne team, so that's why I'm hesitant that to back Green Bay just because that's how you beat New Orleans. I think is you just you control the line, you pound it, and then you have you know like the aerial attack to some receivers. But I'm also hesitant to back New Orleans because they look so undisciplined, and with no Michael Thomas, if he's questionable, you could tell Breeze only had what Jared Cook and and Alvin Kamara was like. That's the main targets. Like Sanders didn't do anything, so I'm hesitant to back New Orleans giving points. Um, it's tough. I I think this is Aaron Rodgers' year, though. I, I've I, I've wanted him to, to succeed and win in the Super Bowl, and I, I, he's looked great these first two games. So I'll back Rodgers here. I think he's rolling. Aaron Jones is rolling. I I like them in this spot. Okay. Look at us. I'm starting to see a pattern here. We got Tim and I on yeah. one side, and to you on the other. The the only thing I have to say to that is that the Green Bay Packers, they don't have a guy like Waller. What made the the matchup so tough yesterday for, for the Saints was the fact that Waller was unstoppable. Like on every third down situation, who did they go to? Waller. Who do they have on the Packers roster other than Jones to do that? They, they really don't. They don't have if, – if Devontae Adams isn't playing, I'm saying. If Devontae Adams is playing – this is a different ball game, but if Devontae Adams is not playing, they don't have a consistent third third down guy that they can go to. You're Remember, right. Like Val, Valdez I want to change Stanley. my pick now. I want to change my pick to the Saints. My, <laughs> you sold him. My heart, my heart wanted the Packers, but my wallet at the Saints. I'm on the Saints now too. <laughs> we swept them. We should get some extra credit for this one. Just too. kidding. Just kidding. I'll stick on the pack. I uh, so what I saw from the Saints. And so what my opinion was of the Saints is that when they travel, they don't look as good. Yeah. For sure. But what is the counter is that they were playing indoors. And the passing offense looked bad. So what is changing when they go home? I think the penalties. I think they just don't make the – I mean, it's discipline. Stupid penalties. Well, okay. So I'm from the Bear, not a Raiders fan. Listening to the local radio station, hey, penalties they do, then they'll win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you can't just say like, oh, if they stop doing the penalties, they'll be better. That's that's not a thing. You can just like, oh, yeah, okay, that was a but, fluke but, that they are but, undisciplined. No, the thing is, we have to look at the cause of the penalties. The reason for the cause of the penalties was the fact that Henry Ruggs runs 428. 
That's the reason why there was penalties. Who on the Packers runs 4-2-8? There isn't a guy. There's, no, there's not going to be a guy who's going to be causing penalties like Henry Ruggs Jr. does or Henry Ruggs III does. He was running past guys, and literally Malcolm Jenkins was running down and trying to drag him to the ground. That's the reason why there yeah. were so many penalties. That was a terrible penalty. But um, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've probably run this one in the road. I mean – Yeah, Matt, you're right, though. Do, do we actually have, like, a – you know, strong opinions, like this is going to be our best bets or can we move around? The only thing I want to interject here, what is your review on the Raiders' new stadium? It looks okay. I mean, it's not amazing. It's not as nice as SoFi, but it's nice. What are about, like, the, the football fields, the, the new football fields that um, are domed? Is that, like, in base, the baseball fields are, like, placed around, like, uh, landmarks? So, like, when you're in the stadium, you can see them and, like, uh, take view of the cool things that you're around. Whereas these are just, like, domes. In the middle of nowhere. That are, yeah, that are monstrous and impressive of human, humanity's ability to build stuff. Um, but it's not really uh, scenic. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not really impressed with any of these. I, I'm in total agreement with that that statement. The when you see baseball stadiums, it it's it's awe inducing because you see like everything around it. It's not just the stadium itself, but it's just like what's encapsulating the ballpark itself. Like when going to Wrigley, when you're in Wrigley, it's it's amazing. You can feel just the history of the ballpark. It, it's like it's like walking into 1927. It, it, it's there's something miraculous about it that you can't say about any other sport. But when you when you see these new stadiums, they're just out in the middle of nowhere. Like they're huge monstrosities, but they're out in the middle of nowhere. Like the new SoFi stadiums in the middle of Inglewood, like around nothing. So it's kind of it kind of takes away from it. Like when you go down to AT&T Park or Oracle Park now, like you're surrounded by hundreds of years of San Francisco history and you, and you feel it when you're down there. And the same picture for the Giants too. Cause the Giants, when they yeah. were at candlestick, like that was a rough, a rough yeah. experience to get out there and enjoy three, four yeah. hours when it's a candlestick in the middle of uh, well, any month really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Total game changer. You put it in the city. I'm a huge, huge proponent of the, the downtown ballpark with landmarks in the skyline. I mean, yeah, we've been to so many of these these ballparks. Think of the think of the best ones. They're all in the city, right? They're not mm. they're not off in some auto mall. So yep, somewhere. yeah, exactly. You see Santa Clara, it's the same way. You see you see the new LA stadiums the same way. You see the new Las Vegas stadiums in the same way. Yeah, uh, even Dallas, the new uh, the, the big say, stadium that they're creating in Irving in Irving. It's it's the same way. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's this big monstrosity. It's beautiful. But it's like there's nothing around it. There's no real history that goes into it. Like it's just different than the way like baseball feels the stadium when you walk in. Like New York, you're in you're in the Bronx. You're in downtown New York. You just feel it. Like it, it's it's different. It's a different feel when you walk into a major league stadium, and you just feel all that history around you. And when you walk into an NFL stadium, it's a Death Star though. It's pretty cool. I have to say, from an architecture perspective, I thought the Raiders yeah. stadium was pretty badass. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure it feels great to watch a football game there. You know. It, uh, oh, we're going like, as soon as it's allowed. Like. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Out and safe. Oh like, yeah, I'm down. Awesome, awesome place to go check, check out. Yeah, let's let's stay at the Bellagio and just go. To oh, the crowd has to be, be amazing. Sure. Think about the Vegas football crowd. That's gonna be that's oh, gonna yeah. be. Oh, that's going to be a spectacle. I can't wait. It was funny that you see the uh, Death Star comment because at the um, I was driving home from that game listening to the uh, radio broadcast on Westwood One when it was uh, – what's his face? Kevin Harlan and um, – Kurt Warner. And so Kevin Harlan was like, yeah, we're – and we're live and, you know, the Raiders win their home game live from the Death Star here in Vegas. And Kurt Warner was like, oh, do they call it the Death Star? Is it because that's where opponents' dreams come to die or something? <laughs> he, like, didn't understand and I wanted to be like, you fucking idiots. It's the – have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they spent 40 years watching uh football tape instead of watching cinema yeah and i wanted kevin Holland just to jump in and be like wait a minute let's hold the broadcast kurt warner are you kidding me john have you not seen star wars <laughs> okay so we'll move on to the headline of week three uh this is the monday night football game We've got uh, the Kansas City Chiefs facing the Baltimore Ravens. That's uh, off Ravens. the schedule makers. They really yeah. found a good one for prime time. Yeah, this, yeah they, they must have paid some good money to get this one. Uh, ESPN did. Uh, this is uh, Ravens uh, giving three points at home. This is a great game. I currently have no opinion. Do you, uh, do you, Roy? Yikes! Yeah, what a game. Um, I wish I could have seen some, uh, seen these Ravens games the last two weeks to, to you know, to look at the eye test of how Lamar Jackson looks and how the defense looks. Um, yeah, it's Ravens at home. They've been crushing opponents. Defense looks solid. I don't even think Jackson's been unleashed yet, like doing crazy Lamar Jackson things where Mahomes has definitely stepped up and he's led, you know, fourth quarter drives and we know what he's capable of. I think Baltimore, didn't they, didn't Kansas City beat Baltimore to go to the Super Bowl on their run last year? Like this is one of the, the clash, the marquee games. No, that, they didn't. Kansas no. City, uh, I mean, Baltimore lost to Tennessee last year. Okay. Yeah. In the divisional I mean, game. Okay. I, th- I think it's a classic case of Baltimore's now this notorious like run defense. You know, they, they play tough, you know, they're physical where Casey is this fast, just over the top, you know, can strike at any moment team. So it seems like the, the edge should go to Kansas city here offensively, but I think Baltimore likes to ground and pound. They're going to run the ball, play tough defense. And I think those games, a la what the chargers did, uh, those games favor not the Chiefs, like the games where they, you know, the, the, the opponent tries to inflict their game plan. And I think Baltimore has a good game plan here. Um, is it three or three and a half? Did you say what the line was? It's three. It's three and, three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, is it three now? I was seeing three and a half. Hold on. Let me refresh it. Maybe it changed. If I'm getting the hook, I'll take the butt curve. I see three here. Let's three. Let's all right. Yeah. The hook, yeah. It, either way, if I, there was a hook somewhere, I would have taken either side. That's uh, close. I mean, I, I think it's, it's going to come down to a field goal either way. Um, I think we haven't seen Unleashed Lamar Jackson yet, and I, I like them to, uh, to put on a show. I'll take Baltimore. I think one of the narratives that I didn't bring up was uh, last week the Chiefs played the Chargers in 
quite a close contest. Um, and, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, clearly Mahomes is going to, you know, tie the game, then make a drive, and they're going to kick a field. They needed three 58-yard field goals to win that game. Yep. So it's, it's, uh, they barely beat a team that is kind of suspect. And the Ravens have been boat racing all their games. So maybe I do have an opinion on this. I think the Ravens cover this big time. Because it's, it's oh. not like a – like the Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl. They're a good team. I think they have some flaws. And same with, uh, you know – yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens. I, I was going to take the Ravens all along um, after seeing last week. I know that the San Diego – well, L.A. Chargers. No, the L.A. Chargers, they've been building their team to beat the Chiefs. Tim, are you, are you paid by the league to uh, go with their name change? Come on. They're the well, the San Chargers – they're, <laughs> they're the San Diego team. They, they've, been, they've been building their team to beat the Chiefs. Like, literally, their entire team is just built to beat the Chiefs. And it showed. Like, Mahomes looked very mediocre in that game until very late when the defense finally got tired. But Mahomes looked human in that game. So, I think in this game it's going to be a different story. They're playing a real roster with a team that can score it well like they can. And not only that, the Ravens can play some pretty good defense as well. Over any over the Over the Ravens. And the Ravens can control the clock. They control the clock with the run game. They can pass the ball as well, but they're going to control the clock with the game, with the run game. They're going to do be doing twelve to fourteen play drives, seven eight minutes, keeping Mahomes off the field. Mahomes can't score if he's not on the field. And I, I think that's the way the the Ravens are going to play this game. They're going to play it slow and methodical, and just run the Chiefs' defense into the ground. And the Chiefs' defense is not great. It's Good, but it's not great. They're, I don't think they're going to be able to consistently stop the Ravens, especially on the road. I don't, I don't think so. I, I, have the, I have the Ravens all the way in this game. It's going to be all four of us. Uh, yeah, I rank the Ravens' defense um, as being better than the Chiefs' defense, and the offenses basically you know, are kind of a wash to me. And the fact that you're getting them at home and they only need to cover field goal. Ravens, for sure. Best bets? Who wants to start? I am going in. Wait, no. May, I'm going to wait for Tim. Tim, what are your best? <laughs> oh, the suspense. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills over the Rams. The Rams are going on the road. Uh, they were suspect on the road last year. And they're playing a really good Bills team this year. Um, and I don't think the Bill, I, I, the Rams defense overall is – is good, but it's mainly from their front seven position. I don't think their their back their back defensive backfield will be able to keep up with the Bills, especially with the add on of Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has really changed that offense. Um, I, I think it was the, one of the best trades. What about the uh, ugliness versus the the Dolphins? That was quite a there question. was some ugliness there. There's no doubt. I, there will always be ugliness with Josh Allen. But the thing is, the guy still puts up points. The guy is still a beast. And he, 
he finds a way to win. Like, there is always going to be ugliness. I'm not going to doubt that. There's going to be a fumble. There's going to be, like, a weird fumble. There's going to be an odd interception in there somewhere. But I think they're going to end up pulling this one out. Right now, the line is two and a half. I, 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 have, the, I have the Bills winning this one. I think they're going to win, like, by five or six points. And and they, ha- they have them covering two and a half. So, I, I think they got this. Okay, so since Tim didn't uh, take my pick, I'm going to take the Niners only giving four against the Giants. I was thinking now, about that. I was really thinking about that, but I was like, oh, no, it's going to be Nick Mullen starting. So, so I was like, I don't know, guys. So that team is battered, for sure. However, that battered team beat the Jets by – Two and a half touchdowns. Yeah. I think the Giants are are just as bad. And Barkley is out for the game, at least. Yeah. He's blown out his knee. I don't think I don't I don't think he's gonna be playing this week. So I think the Niners are still better than the Giants by four points. I I tend to agree with you. I, I, you know, they lost a lot of big parts, for sure. I think the surrounding parts are still better than whatever the Giants put out there. <laughs> you, have to, you have to remember, Jimmy G's not going to be playing. Mostert's not going to be playing. I, Coleman's not going to be playing. Bosa's hey, not going to be playing. McKinnon was McKinnon's like a pro bowler. He's their third running back. So, like, they can just pull them out of their uh, – uh, what is the PG term? Rear end, uh, <laughs> running back. They have they have plenty of running backs, so that's not a problem. Uh, Jordan Reed looked great. Um, yeah. So really I did. I just feel like so if we're we're going just on power rankings, we've got the Giants are like a two win team, and the Niners maybe they're only a five hundred team now, but that's more than four points in one game in my mind. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the Niners back to back weeks. And I, I'm not I, a Niners fan. Just, just uh, I tend, I tend to agree with you. I think they're going to win by six. I think it's going to be like a 20 to 14 game. I think it's going to be close just because of the fact that all the injuries you're uh, literally half the team that's going to be starting is going to be backups. Drake Greenlaw got nicked up in the, one of the, the last plays of the game. Like it, that that game was ridiculous. I, the fact that the NFL cleared that field after what happened is it is mind-boggling. But it is what it is. I I think the Niners will cover, but I think it's gonna be close. I, I think it's gonna be. I think they're gonna cover by six points. That's the way I look at it. Are the Niners flying home in between games? No, that, they, they've, they've no, been in. No, no, no they're staying in the East Coast. They're staying in the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no travel problem. They're staying West Virginia this week. They're working out and staying West Virginia. All right, Wes, give it to us. I'm tempted by a lot of the bad teams this week, but they are all very bad. So I'll just <laughs> I'll just shuffle through the ones that I I have decided not to go with because they're just the teams. I like are too this. Bad. I like oh, dude, this. Dude, the Bears. Yeah, so the first one is the football team. 
getting seven points in Cleveland is very tempting. That's a lot Ooh. of points for the Browns to be giving somebody. But I, uh, I tested myself, and I couldn't name the players on the Washington football team. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't pick them even getting a touchdown. Um, the other one was oh, – where did it go? Well, safe to say there's, there's a lot of bad teams. Oh, the other one was um, <sighs> Roy's Bears. I'm real tempted by the Bears. I think, I think they've got some things going for them, and I hate the Falcons. Uh, but I'm not going to take that way either. I'm going to take the Cowboys because I think the Seahawks' stock is at an all-time high right now. Russell Wilson looks like a god. Um, he is a great player. I don't think, I don't think it's like a, a, a hot take to say he's like a top-five QB. He's been a top-five QB for their, almost his whole career. Um, but I think this is buying low, or this is this this would be selling high on the Seahawks. They are a good team, but four points. Um, I'm sorry, five points against the Cowboys, who have a pretty legit offense, by the way. And the Seahawks defense didn't exactly style on the Patriots. Um, I think five is too much. I think this is probably more like three and a half. Um, so give me the give me the boys. One of the things Ooh. that I'll say about that game, the Falcons Cowboys game is that they had such a terrible start. And the fact that they came back and won, you know, I don't really care about, like, the Monday morning, like, uh, TV shows, like, oh, who's the leader? And they, they, you know, fought back in the team synergy. I think they were just a better team than Falcons, and they coughed up one quarter, and they eventually came back. I think the Cowboys are not elite per se but they're not full five points and especially with Seattle not you know having fans it's still just not going to be something I'm gonna like believe in the the home advantage for any of these games so Mm -hmm. the one the one I was I'm surprised you didn't take was Tampa Bay versus Denver because uh, Drew Locke is out for sure, his shoulder. And literally, you're going to have Joe Flacco and Blake Bortles starting for the Broncos in this game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't bet against um, – I, I can't bet on road favorites in Denver. I think it's one of those fields that's too – Dude, that defense is suspect. And the fact that they are not going to have any offense in that game. I mean, isn't that just in the line, though? Because, like – yeah, of course, if they had their quarterback, this wouldn't be six. So No, it would be three. Like I feel like it's just factored in that, like, everyone knows Flacco sucks, but, like, he's not going to put up zero. So it's kind of in the line. Well, also, he's playing injured. He was, he was out, literally out last week with a neck injury, and he hadn't even played anything. So he's going to be playing with an injury in this game. I mean, it's basically it's replacement level, right? It's like we're just saying you lose your starter, best guy, best guy that you could have is not going to be good enough. But is it six points home underdog? That seems pretty harsh. Yeah, Denver's played teams pretty close this year for some reason. I mean, like I thought Pittsburgh would stop them last week. Denver hung in what there. What was what was the, what was the final last week? Even with lockout, they only lost by five or four, four Basic or five. 21. Yeah. What was it? 2621. 2621. Okay. And there was a James Conner breakaway run at the end of the game to to that he should have scored if he, you know, but he ran out of steam and that would have 
cover for the Steelers, but he like petered out at the five yard line, fell down, game over. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, things about the, the Seahawks is that I saw Bruce Irwin is out for. Yeah, that's gonna hurt them. That's gonna so, hurt them for sure. They're gonna have no pass rush in this game. That was the thing that was really hurting the Seahawks last game was the fact that they had no pressure on Cam. Cam was running at will against that team. Their defense is suspect. Their defensive backfield's good with Jamal Adams, but their front seven is suspect. Oh. They have one. Wow. They have. I mean, giving up two uh, first rounders is is rough. But Jamal Adams, he is a star. He, he is a star. He, There's no doubt about he it. He put it on but, display. He 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 turned it on. He is a star. Sure. There's but, no doubt about. It, but they they have no linebackers other than. Uh, Oh my God! Woman Blake Elliott's name. Their middle Wagner? linebacker, the middle Wagner. Bobby Wagner is great, but other than that, they have nobody. And their front, their their front line is a joke. They they have no line at this point. After Bruce Allen, I mean Bruce Irvin went down. They have nobody in their front four that is somebody that's scary. They, nobody you have to worry about yeah. on their front four. Yeah, that was that was for sure a problem. I mean, that was a close game for a reason. It. Took yeah. them, you know, whatever uh, goal, uh, a yard to go to, to uh, win the game with Cam Newton trying to scramble for a touchdown. I think the Cowboys are better than Patriots on offense, too. Oh, for sure. I think, uh, I don't know, for sure. I it's think, close. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's close. I, I think it's close. The Definitely the Cowboys have the more weapons. second weapon. The, the 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 bulk of the weapons that Dak Prescott has, I think if Cam Newton has, they put up 40 points a game. I mean, D- Dak Prescott's weapons are absurd. I mean, they have they have Gallup, Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Zeke. Yeah. It, their weapons are absurd. They have really good offensive weapons. They're good. And Dak is not bad. <laughs> I, yeah, he's not bad. He's not great. He's, like, right in the middle. He's, like, a mid- middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's, like, 15, 16 quarterback. Yeah, he's a Stafford. Wow. That's harsh. He's a Stafford, in my mind. Maybe even less. Has Stafford ever had a, a Zeke? No. Or a Mari yeah, Cooper? Calvin Johnson. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Calvin, yeah Megatron. That was, like, six years ago. That was 20 years. Yeah, he had him for like eight years. Yeah, and they went to the playoffs twice. I think Dak Prescott is much better than Matt Stafford. He's a 100 TD, 36 pick guy. Hmm. I think they're in the same ballpark. Stafford is a king of garbage time yards and touchdowns. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like Stafford, (laughs) like Stafford and Megatron, after they fell behind by three touchdowns, that was your worst nightmare in fantasy. That literally was your worst nightmare. It's like, oh yep. shit! Yep. They're down by three touchdowns. And they have like, no running gonna game. Put up four, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna put up forty points, and and Megatron's gonna put up thirty-two. It's just like, like, ah, oh, damn it! Because they're just gonna right, throw this, the ball fifty times. This is kind of off topic, but um, was it this week where Joe Burrow threw sixty-three times? Yeah, he threw sixty-three times. Nope. And, and the th- the funny thing, A.J. Green only had four catches. He was targeted 12 times. He was targeted 12 times, only had four catches. He had three drops in that game. It was 
it was not a good game for AJ Green. Imagine your game plan is our rookie quarterback on his second game is going to throw 63 times. That was the game plan, though. They they really weren't planning on throwing that many times. They fell behind pretty early, and that changed the dynamics of their game. That that's what ended up happening. But I Mayfield and the Browns put it on them real early. It was like a touchdown, ten points. It wasn't like twenty-one points or something. It was like a game where you have Joe Mixon and you decide, no, we're just gonna throw three times this series. I. I I, I was talking to my friends who are, are mixing owners, and they were on the verge of tears because they were using Gio Bernard for <laughs> basically everything. Because cause Joe, cause Mixon really doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield all much. So they were just using Gio Bernard out of the backfield for catching all the time. And so Gio Bernard, I think he had two touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah, he had one or two touchdowns. What a just brutal... vulturing, just vulturing points from Mixon. Mixon had like five points. And Joe Bernard had like 14, 15. So I know that McCaffrey was 1 1 in all drafts everywhere. Wait, we need Roy's pick. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right, best uh, bet. We're still, we're still chatting. We're still ch- chatting. Yeah. So uh, McCaffrey was 1 1 in all drafts. Barkley going down. How does that make you feel if you're a Barkley owner? fantasy uh, yeah, on the verge of tears it was like it was like david johnson back in 2016 david johnson he had a huge 2016 year came back in 2017 he was a number one overall pick he goes down in week two out for the season and basically he's been useless ever since for fantasy owners yeah it's brutal you lose the season after week two and yeah. it's not like he had oh, he had like an okay week one and then week two was uh, looking fine, but not something you like, and it's over. So for 15 or, yeah, 14 more weeks, you're looking for a running back that's going to be your first round value, it's over. You've lost the season. Yeah, the season's over. I mean, the first week, he's, he had six yards. He's six yards rushing. Second week, what, he have, like, 40 yards rushing? It still wasn't great, but, I mean, better than the first week. And your second round pick's done. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty rough. That is pretty rough. All right, Roy. We'll give you one more shot at best bets. It was a rough, rough week last week. Let's see if you one can. One more shot to keep me on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll pull that's your good. salary. That's good. Doesn't <laughs> go through. Or this one I was walking through that door. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting replaced. Um, so I'm looking at, uh, Falcons opponents these first two weeks, Seahawks put up 38 and the Cowboys put up 40, as you know, when was the last time the bears scored 40 or more points? And I had to go like into the archives deep in the archives here week nine, 2018, they put up, they beat the bills 41 to nine with the offense only mustering 190 yards of offense that game. I think the defense wow. had like six picks. Was that the wow. Nathan Peterman game? Maybe. Oh, it might have been, yeah. So, Where he threw the ball like 14 times and like seven of them were picks or six of them were picks. Something crazy. Oh, yeah, they had yeah, yeah. four turnovers that they got. So this Bears team, I mean, you don't think 
you you don't hear Chicago Bears and think offensive juggernaut whatsoever. This Falcons team, I think, is and has proved it this year that when they want to put up offense, they can. They just can't obviously stop anyone. If they put up another 25, 30 points, there's no way in the hell the Bears are getting getting anywhere near that. Even if the Falcons choose not to play defense and are the king of backdoor covers and letting teams, you know, walk into the win. It, this Bears team is a different – it's just they're not offensively they – are, they are offensively challenged. Um, so I love the Falcons here. You know, they're 0-2. They've had – they kind of got stunned week one. You know, they, they even said that they planned for Russell Wilson to run the ball and plan for a different game plan. And then he came out and just, you know, whipped their tails in the air. And they even said they're, you know, caught flat-footed. They didn't game plan for that right. And then they go to Dallas, a team that probably had to must win that game because Dallas started 0-1. And Dallas just, you know, came roaring back, and that was, you know, a win for the ages. But aside from that first game, I don't think the Falcons really – they don't – I mean, their identity is offensive, clearly. But I don't think it's all doom and gloom yet. Um, you know, their division, clearly the Saints look mortal. Panthers stink. And Tampa Bay, you know, like, who knows what they have, one-on-one with Brady. So I think Falcons had a rough start last year. Then they poured it on at the end. Clearly they're still in this. I think they play hard here. They're back at home. Uh, if they lose this game, it'd be embarrassing, and I don't think they do at all. I think they light up the Bears' defense. Um, I even think I think we see Mitchell um, Mitchell Trubisky get picked off two or three times, possibly Nick Foles sighting. Give me the Falcons, easy. He's back. <laughs> I, I I'm a- I'm angry at Wes for not letting my my foresight to know that. Roy was going to pick the Falcons. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. You called it at the start of the show. He saw a juicy line versus his actual favorite <laughs> team. And you didn't let it, you didn't let it go. But uh, I agree. That line is kind of weird. Um, the Falcons should have won that game yep. against the Cowboys. Like double digits, for, probably. They were up. Yeah. the I think uh, while watching the show, it was like nine minutes left. The win probability was 2%. It was and, 2%. Yeah. They were up 12 with nine minutes left with the ball. And they lost the game. <laughs> But this so, is the this what is a, their MO. What, what about what about they do that again? Talking about a team can't learn from like all their penalties in New Orleans. Like this team has not learned how to close out games. They have correct, but I, they they lost to two very good offensive teams. I mean, you could say Russell Wilson and you know the MVP like wizard performance, and then Dak Prescott, which you just said how all the weapons that Dallas has. Can they lose to a good team here? They're saying, can they cover? They, cover? they ain't losing to Chicago. They ain't losing to Chicago. I think this coaching staff is 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 on the hot seat. This could Dan be, Quinn definitely is is in the hot seat. The what is, what is the effectively well the wobbly chair? They're <laughs> they're in tr- they're in trouble um, because they seem to not uh, correct these decisions. I mean, a part uh, of the like the hype you guys just went through was that they were unprepared in their earlier games. <laughs> Like, oh, that's on the coaching them? staff. Absolutely. Yeah, what's to stop them from being under? That caught all of us by, this by kind of off guard, too. <laughs> Let Russ cook. Week one, he cooks. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad you're back on. I thought it's your back on brand. 
This is this is where. Well, when you, when yeah, we we have we, two weekly we have two weekly segments. This oh, I got a, my Matt Ryan jersey in the mail already. It's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> it's paid the, for. It's paid for with this weekend's winnings. Already, yeah. <laughs> we got quite a show here. Um, you guys have any other thoughts about the the week or how everyone has torn their ACL or anything or? Yeah, I, that was. Uh, According to what I was looking at, it was the worst week for football in in terms of injuries since they've been recording it. So they had seven ACL tears last week, which that is unheard of. Seven ACL tears in one week. And all those guys were significant, pretty, pretty significant injuries to good teams too. It wasn't just like, Oh, you know, random special teams guy. No, it was Nick Bosa. Like that went down last week. Turns out training camp on Zoom not the same yeah. as training camp and preseason. Yeah, it, it turns out preseason is kind of important, guys. It turns out getting your body in shape and taking the beating in spring. I mean, in uh, in training matters. It turns it turns out that hitting in practice matters. So, like, I was watching Hard Knocks, and they were like, yeah, you know, we've been out here just doing walkthroughs for the last two weeks when normally they'd be hitting in pads, right? Well, that time that they were dicking around doing walkthroughs, it it, it hurt them. It, it really did. It, and you're seeing it now. These guys are getting injured like, like you've never seen before. You're seeing soft tissue injuries like you've never seen before. You're seeing – guys getting getting concussions like you've never seen before like you used to see concussions like concussions are a relatively normal part of the game but at this rate like guys are just flying off the field left and right because of all the injuries one of the positive things uh I'll turn this discussion is I think Kyler Murray is Russell Wilson I mean just adding uh, DeAndre Hopkins is like cheating so he has like a free open receiver but he looks great he has he does look so many so many of the similar tools right so russell wilson was a baseball second baseman baseball player yeah uh, prospect and he has like the soft touch he has the good arm he can scramble um he has good you know hand-eye coordination you know looking up quickly i yeah it's cheating because he has hopkins but he looks like a, a guy I um, would uh, have high high hopes for the future. Well, on one thing one thing through playing multiple sports is that other sports can uh, and baseball players can play other sports, but other sports can't play baseball. That's the thing that I've learned through playing multiple sports. I mean, I, I used to play three and four sports in a year. Like I used to play football, basketball, and baseball in a year. And sometimes I do other sports, like I do wrestling or something else. But like watching a football player try to play baseball is it's like that guy's clearly never thrown a baseball before. Or watching a basketball player try to hit, it's embarrassing. So it's and you can see like a good baseball player, a good athletic baseball player. Like if you saw like Mike Trout playing basketball. Or you saw like Javier Baez play basketball. He could do it. 
Like, he's athletic enough to play basketball. But to see, like, Kobe Bryant or see Michael Jordan – I mean, Michael Jordan tried it, and he was considered the best basketball player in the world, but he couldn't play ba- baseball at a high level. So, it's it's one of those things that's interesting. when You, you can see – But Tim like, Tebow can end. play baseball. So, there. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say at a high level. He's batting, like, 240. So uh, – it's a, it's rare. It's rare. To, I mean, the Bo Jacksons of the world are rare. But the thing is, his first true love was baseball. It wasn't football. That's the reason why he was adamant about playing baseball was because he actually loved baseball way more than football. It's just he was better at football. Convince me that the Texans are good because – Pittsburgh minus four. I they're not Ooh. good. Seems like Ooh, they're let's, not good. I, I yeah, actually right? thinking about, the show is uh, still I'm going. Go, I'm, let's go. I'm I'm, I'm, go, I'm gonna bet this game. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna bet the Steelers against the Texans. That's what I'm thinking. The Texans are not good. The Texans are not good. They are really bad. Their front seven is terrible. Their front seven's bad. JJ Watt is a shell of himself, and they have no weapons. They have no weapons on offense. They are not a good team. The moment DeAndre Hopkins left, they are not a team anymore. It is like it's kind of Deshaun, crazy. Deshaun Watson. Like, Deshaun Watson is like he's a middling quarterback now. He he was literally a top five quarterback. It's, it's, last it's year. not his fault. It's not now, his fault. I don't blame I'm him. Not blaming his, him. I'm not blaming his him. His offensive line and options are, are like it's, so bad. It's atrocious. Hey, but let's hand is, it off to a wash wash up running back. Exactly. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming Deshaun Watson. That that's not what I'm saying here. Is the fact that he what he used to be able to do is get out of the pocket and create plays because he had he had Hopkins just running around like a maniac and just throw the ball up. Deshaun, uh, I mean Hopkins would just jump up, catch it, and he had a 40 yard gain. He can no longer do that. He's actually got to be methodical and create plays. Right. Well, that's not going to happen right now. Not with the type of weapons he has. He has the ghost of J- David Johnson. And then he has Will Fuller, who's hurt constantly. And then he has Akins, who's a good tight end, but he's a tight end still. I mean, so. So, in defense of Houston, which is not a very strong case, but they've had the worst schedule in football, you know, facing the Chiefs and then the Ravens. I mean, you can't ask for a worse and then go to Pittsburgh. Like, it's such yeah. a bad spot. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be rushing to the counter to bet against them because I really don't know who they are yet. Uh, I, I, I thought Pittsburgh looked really good and that they would pound Denver, but they didn't they, – they couldn't put them away. Right. Denver hung around. I, even I, the backup quarterback. Denver hung around, so maybe Pittsburgh's not as dominant, and Houston's not as bad as they think. But but the, yeah, I think wasn't wasn't think Pittsburgh were, playing on yeah. the road though? No, they were at home no, against Denver. They were home. Oh, they were yeah, home. there were the flashes. There were the flashes of Roethlisberger throwing bombs, and the offense looked good, and it's all back together. And uh, this is the Steelers of old, but they held it, the game was tight with a backup quarterback versus yeah versus the Broncos. So. It's not exactly like, oh, these are the Steelers who are going to coast the 13 wins and a great team. I Four is enough to make me not want to be near this game, but I don't think the Texans are good. Are, are, is, are the Steelers playing at home or on the road? They're playing at home. So they've so they're 
they, they were just at home giving six to Denver and now they're giving four to Houston. If you think Houston's that much worse than Denver, then yeah, I don't know if we have, we've seen enough yet to say that they are or not. Yeah. I don't know for sure yet, but from what I've seen of their defense, their defense is fucking atrocious. Uh, what I saw last week and what I saw the previous week where they literally can't stop both times. They could not stop the run. They just cannot stop the run. Their front seven is terrible is really bad jj watt is just not the same player anymore i i think i think the steelers can run the ball down their throat and use play action against them that that's just my opinion but i i like the steelers here to cover in, in that case yeah i'm 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 on it are we so we're all done with i'm the definitely gonna bet too? this game yeah, I'm off the Vikings too, man. Yep. Cousin, like cousins, cousins so, terrible. You guys are so what? What? What did you show me lately? But like these guys, the defense is just kids. Such a young dude, young defense. Dude, and all, and also, and also, their bad. defense hasn't not shown me anything either. Their their defenses look terrible. Their defense does not look bad, good. Though. Cousins is not this bad. No, he's I not. And he's Zimmer's not a great bad. coach, and I think Zimmer's a great coach. You think they will bounce back? Home underdog here. Against the Titans, I oh, I actually I, I, this line here, I'll I'll take I'll take the Vikings over the Titans, for sure. I'll take uh, two and a half. I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Vikings over over the Titans in this game. Got him. Yeah, I'm, I'll take the Titans, boys. No, I'm not buying into the court. I, I'm not buying <laughs> into the Titans. I'm not buying into the Titans at being two points close. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm not buying into. Uh. I think I think the Vikings will win by three. Like, and I don't think the Titans will cover. Um, How many field goals does uh, the Steven miss or hit this game? <laughs> the Skowski. Yeah, and that that's another thing is that the the kicking game from the Titans is worrisome. Like, if a game's tight, do you say it's twenty twenty to seventeen? Right? Do you think Skowski is going to be able to make it? I, I'm really not sure. Like, this is I, the greatest kicker like, in the me. NFL, Tim. Give him a break. One week. He is the yips. The absolute yips. His toes. Dude, I, I don't know. It's also that, that offensive line, the front line for the Titans, they just let people walk right in through. And I'm not even blaming Gostowski. There was two block kicks. Like, you, you can't blame Gostowski for that. They're just like, oh, we're supposed to block here? Oh, come on in. Have fun. I think the Vikings can be torched over the top. I don't know if Tannehill is the guy to do it in this offense. It's a team to go over the top. I think they're going to ground and pound. I think that plays into Minnesota's strength. They have to. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to play right into the Vikings' strength because the Vikings' strength is their front seven. Their their front seven is one of the best in the game. Their the their weakness is their defensive backfield. So and their best option for the Titans is their run game. So. I th- I think this is plays right into the Vikings' strengths, all around. I th- I so think, I think the I think I think both teams are riding on their names with these lines, and so I'm not excited to bet on either of them. They have both not shown their 2019 skills, and so it's a wild card which one is going to show up. I don't think the Titans are bad. I don't think the Vikings are bad. But they haven't 
actually played very well in the two games. Yeah, they haven't done anything. <laughs> I mean, the Titans have shown a lot of offense. Um, they haven't looked great, but they've shown a lot of offense. I mean, they scored 33 points last week. And they showed uh, – I mean, they didn't they didn't look great against the Broncos. I mean, Tannehill looked terrible against the Broncos. But, I mean, they should have won that game by 20 points, though. It, that, that's the thing is, is that they missed it's, – it's They're, they missed they're two, two untrustworthy teams. So, you're just yeah. kind of coin flipping this. Which, which one up, of these teams are going to show up? At, the, should, at our mental state, what do we think these – team's feelings are and do you want to bet them at that rate yeah that's a very plinko yeah. game yeah. yeah i don't i don't think either of them have shown their their you know median uh level like their average level I, and i agree with you have, i i think i i think they're both middling level teams i think they're on the same scale that's the reason why i think the Vikings will cover this game is because I think they're the same and I'll give them the home field advantage. Yeah. They look terrible. Last week. <laughs> so it's hard to I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. The Vikings home, team. home team. Giving, I'll, I'll give them the home field advantage. That's the reason why I'll take this game. But yeah, you're right. They both look like middling level teams. There's no consistency on both ends of the ball for both teams. Especially Cousins. Cousins looked god-awful last week. Um, you can't trust the guy, but the fact is you can't trust the Titans either. You don't really know what you're getting out of Tannehill. Uh, you know what you're getting out of Henry, but Henry, did, he, he had 27, was it 26 carries for 90 He's He's going to be getting worn down, man. He had 27 carries the week before. So 26 and 27 carries back-to-back weeks. Like, dude, that's got to be wearing you down. That's got to be wearing him down. Like, I don't care how big and strong you are. That's got to be wearing you down to be carrying the ball that much. He's 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 already at over 50 carries in two games. Like, 300 carries is pretty much the average for a running back. And he's way over that average. He's, he's going to be crushing that average. One of the games that I also thought was a, a good best bet was uh, Cardinals only giving six to the Lions. I it's like not exactly buying the hype on the Cardinals and not really downplaying the Lions, but this is like the classic like regression game. Lions looked terrible against the Packers, and the Cardinals looked uh, has looked great in the last two weeks where so, where are they playing are they playing in uh detroit or are they playing at home no they're in arizona oh they're, they're arizona mm. that backdoor cover is wide open the stafford yeah garbage, that's, a, that's a thing yeah. time. it's, it's a I, large I've, I've been fooled i've been fooled by that backdoor cover too many times with the lions where i i could totally see this be a 24 10 game where the cardinals get ahead early and then they just start running the ball trying to run down the clock and then all of a sudden, like, the Lions come back and cover at the end of the game. Like, I could totally see that happening in this case, especially <laughs> with the history of the Lions. Like, that's what scares me. It has nothing to do with the fact – I think the Cardinals are a far superior team. It's just I think that they'll get ahead of themselves. They'll get ahead and then take their foot off the gas. 
the Lions will catch up. And when uh, I, I think they'll the Cardinals will win by like five and not cover. And this is that that's one of my worries about this game is that the Lions are the kings of backdoor covers. That's why I worry about this. All right. I think we've probably covered uh, enough for episode uh, 75 of the podcast. Um, Matt, Tim, Wes, and uh, Mike Roy, I hope you guys have a good rest of your night. Go Falcons. Uh, (laughs) Fly, Falcons, fly.